0: Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome back to the REI Network Podcast with me, Gavin Timms. On this episode, I have a good friend, a business partner of mine, Dustin, I'm gonna bring over here in a second. We've got a few things that we wanna share. We're gonna be looking at actual deals, real deals where we've actually made money and got other people paid. And we're gonna give you an opportunity to potentially work with us as well, depending on where you're at in your investment career. Okay. So here he is. Dustin, good morning. How are you? Hey,
1: good morning, Gavin. I'm doing great. And yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate you joining.
0: And this is your second time on. And so thank you for coming on. I know we've been working a lot closer together with the stuff that we do in our business on creative finance. But then you've also been working in my coaching program as well, which people love. I just got off a call today and getting, you know, great feedback. and We have more deals people are going to be bringing. So you're going to be hearing from Larry and a guy called James as well. So that's pretty awesome.
1: Very that's good. Exciting. Yep. Yeah. Larry sent me a message today. So that's, that's awesome.
0: Okay. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) So I thought, you know, we do, I do a lot of podcasts. Sometimes I do teaching on my own. Sometimes I have guests on that are doing, you know, certain things in the industry. Sometimes I have clients on, Um, but I don't think there's a better session when we actually get on and actually talk about real deals, right? The one that we're actually doing them and, and kind of how we come about them. So You've been in the business, people know you by now, listening, you've been in the business for years, you've done over 5,000 transactions across the United States, a wealth of knowledge, and we kind of put something together where we want to do more deals, right? With other people getting their maybe their first creative finance deal. Uh, over the line, or even people that not even work in creative finance, where they're just throwing the leads aside, doing nothing, we want to give them an opportunity as well. So what have we got? What deals are we going to talk about today? Have you got a couple that we can kind of go over or anything you want to add on that?
1: Yeah, so I mean, uh, as you mentioned, you know, been part of five thousand transactions working for a, a hedge fund, and so I, I've seen the kind of ins and outs of different title issues and and keeping transactions together. You know, I've gone off on my own and, and done a lot of deals from from that, you know, flipping to uh, lease options, cr- uh, seller financing, sub to innovation. So kind of seen the gamut of things. But as you mentioned lately, it's just uh, working with other wholesalers to get them either one, their first deal, get them across the line on some other deals that they just don't know how to structure. So, but yeah, I have a couple examples of deals that we've done with other wholesalers and and just kind of, Share how we're structuring them. Whoever's listening realized there is ways to get paid for deals that you necessarily don't think might be a deal, right? Yeah. And that's and that's kind of the biggest eye opener. And you know, a couple of years ago, say three, four years ago, when I really started diving deep into the uh, creative stuff, was that was my end goal was how can I get I spend all this money on leads and and marketing and lead generation, and a majority of them don't make sense as a wholesale or a flip, right? Yeah. So that's when I started working more of the uh, seller finance deals, some sub two lease options and stuff like that. But
0: yeah, I just want to add real quick because I feel like, you know, I like to hit this head on because people are like, I don't want them to accuse me of contradicting myself. Right. So obviously, no lead left behind by doing creative ways. But there's a lot of people, especially in the coaching program, that I need to stay focused on one thing. Right. And that's where this really came about to start with is the fact if, if, if you're going to focus if they're focused on wholesaling i want to give them an opportunity where they're not just going to throw leads off off to the side and do nothing because i need them to stay focused on one thing right and to master one thing to work so how can we just be handing them over for somebody else to work and then obviously bridging that into then as you just said working with even experienced wholesalers that are staying in their lane where we can still everyone wants to make more money right you know to, to be able to bridge that so I just wanted to kind of throw that out there so give us then some examples uh let's go through one kind of you know how this lead came about what was the situation of it and kind of how did we turn it into uh, into a creative deal and make it happen
1: yeah so i mean this one is nothing really special it was a seller finance deal it came from a wholesaler that was trying to go after um as as a wholesaler doesn't flip or anything tried a couple times with the seller to get the price down but the price, the seller was stuck on on her price she wanted i think it was, was 75,000 house was worth like 80 82 83,000 i think is what we had it at and so just based off of that right there's there's no deal when you're doing a wholesale so uh, the wholesaler had heard about me and um brought it to my attention i said well yeah i'll t- i'll take a look at it the one thing that he did do, which was great, is he did set it up and he he asked the the seller said, "Well, would you consider selling on terms?" And that and usually what happens when that hap- the seller is going to say, "Well, what what are terms?" And so this wholesaler already had kind of known the script that I give out to people, and he responded back with, "Well, you know, if they if we were make payments to you over a certain period of time, got you your price, you pay no commissions, make no repairs, and pay no closing costs, would you?" Would you take the payments over time? And so he talked to the seller about that, and she seemed a little interested. And then he came back and said, Well, you know, I'm not the one that actually does that. I can get you to a colleague, and they're the ones that would purchase that way. And so he set up. He actually set up the meeting, which was, that was pretty good. We're not asking people to do that. I mean, you can just go to yeah. our website, but set up the meeting. So I got on the phone with the seller, same thing. Yeah. You know, I I still try and shoot for the, the lowest price possible, right? But she, she was stuck on the 75. She owned this property free and clear and she was uh, moving, moving away. And she, so she was either going to rent it was kind of her first choice or she was going to sell it. But she was yeah. gonna list it with an agent. So we broke down all well, if you list with an agent, you're gonna take nine percent off the top. You know, you need to make a little bit of repairs and you know, you're probably gonna get beat up on the price a little bit. So wasn't having that, talked about how, you know, if you're gonna rent this thing out, just be aware that you know. Are you ready to be a landlord, right? Are you going to deal with tenants' trash and toilets, right? So uh, <laughs> she wasn't really looking forward to that, you know. Yeah. They, most sellers, owners don't realize what come what comes about when you become a landlord, right? You're you're dealing with problems, and you you know you, you get the random phone calls here and there. But so, anyways, start talking to her, and she she was open for the terms conversation. So she won seventy five. Like I said, it was yeah. worth about eighty. A little bit 82 and change or whatever and she wanted 700 dollars a month from it and mm-hmm. i said and keep in mind that the rent in that area is about 850 so to me 850 and 700 what i have to pay her didn't make sense the one thing she didn't understand is this you know whatever we are giving her is her net in pocket right so she wanted 700 i had to explain to her i said um seller you know 700 is just not doable for me. But just remember what we're going to give you is cash in your pocket. You're not worrying about taxes. You're not going to worry about insurance. You don't have to worry about repairs. You don't have to worry about vacancy. That's us. You become the, the highest person on the totem pole, which is the bank. So you become Miss Seller Bank, right? And, and, and she was open for that. So I said, you know, I can't do the 700. That just doesn't work. I would not be a buyer for that. But what if we were to give you? 600. And, you know, she kind of went back and forth. And I said, Look, 600 is, I mean, that's the top amount I can give you. Otherwise, again, I'm I'm doing the pullback, right? I'm not the buyer for you. So we eventually agreed to the 600. And then, of course, the conversation of, Well, how much are you going to give me for a down payment? (laughs) And, well, I mean, truthfully, I don't want to give you anything, but what about $3,000? And she actually agreed to that. So that was good. So, but for me, even between 600 to 850 as a rental, that doesn't make sense because even though it's 850, you still have to remember you have to deduct, you have to have put money into your war chest, right? So, you, if you have a property manager, you got to pay the property manager, you got to take care of maintenance and your vacancy and stuff like that, right? So, I usually in my war chest, what people call it 25 to 30%. So, I said, you know, th- these numbers are just really tight for me. However, I, I want to help you out. What if we found somebody that's willing to take over these exact terms, you get your $3,000, you don't have to worry about the maintenance. And I find someone that's qualified that can come in here and purchase this property this way. And she was good with it. So then we just, we created an ad, posted a couple of things on Facebook marketplace, and we found a end buyer that was, we assigned our contract to this end buyer at those same exact terms. However, what we did with the end buyers, we said cash to close is $9,000, right? So- $9,000 is what the buyer has to come in with plus closing costs. $3,000 of that is going to the seller. So there's $6,000 left. And then now we got paid, the wholesaler gets paid and we close the deal. So
0: yeah so so that's awesome so basically you couldn't make the deal work for us to keep right mm-hmm. to stay in the middle is what we would call it yep. and, and sit in the middle there because it wasn't cash flowing and, and and for me i think you'd agree you've got to have one two or three ways to get paid on on any creative deal you get paid up front you get paid on the back equity on the back end and then you have cash flow right there's three ways and you've got to be having at least probably two of the three at least for it to be a deal maybe we would have had hundred and fifty in cash flow if we would have had a massive chunk on the back end end, right? Or there's no money on the back end, but we have a ton of cash flow and we're making principal only payments. So that wasn't working. So then you basically took that and then uh, positioned it and transitioned into then bringing a buyer in and assigning your rights to that contract. The seller knows what's happening. They understand why that if we want to stay in the middle, we need, better, we need more money, right? We need more spread um, and then obviously everyone get paid. So what was the final numbers? What was the, obviously the 6,000 came down the 9,000, 3,000 to the seller. But what terms did you set up for that buyer, that end buyer? Did you stick at the six or did you go back to seven and what was the purchase price?
1: Yeah. So, uh, it was, we stuck with the six. They had to pay taxes and insurance. So I I think that came up to close to like 800 bucks or something like that after taxes and insurance. There was no, that was the other thing I negotiated that there was no bloom. The seller actually didn't want a bloom. And if you, if you work out the numbers at $600 a month, that was like a 9% interest to the seller for the seller, right? Is what the payment came to. So now the seller is making tons of additional amount. Over the period of time until you know the end buyer decides to refinance her out, so it's a great deal for everybody. Uh, sell, the buyer got in that uh, necessarily wouldn't have qualified for a, a loan. You know the one thing about this is even though we're backing out of it, we want the seller and the buyer to be set up uh, to secede You know down the road and be able to actually purchase or not have any issues. So we do set them up through an RMLO, which is a residential mortgage lender, and we have them qualify them right we, we we I don't necessarily care about bankruptcies or low credit scores but what I do care about is that they do have the funds and the means to make that payment right yeah. and uh, I, I could tell you like on on that property I think we had a hundred something people that we uh that applied for it or was said they were inter- interested we then send them over to a link that is kind of like an application and then from there it's kind of picking the what we think is probably the Best qualified, and then we we choose one, and they go through the RMLO, and we let them know at that point, hey, it you know based on what you submitted, it looks like you can afford this property. Um, is there anything you're not telling me that might come up when we move further with a, a residential mortgage lender? And then you know the truth comes out. Uh, <laughs> usually it's fine. You know that most people are telling the truth, so that one you know we sent them through, and um, within a you know week or so, we we had a, a approval. And then we went through closing, so nice,
0: nice but, yeah. and 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 how much input from the person that bought the lead to to us? how much input did they have to do on it on any of this?
1: after after we had that initial conversation they were they were out of it, and then it was just you know our team keeping them up to the date on what's right. going on and closing. I mean the one thing people gotta realize is <laughs> uh, when you start getting to the creative stuff, it's a little bit more of a process than just the wholesale operation, right? There's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of things that could go wrong. And then don't get me wrong. I like wholesale stuff too. There's things that go wrong in those moving pieces yeah. so what, and I, and trust, I do the wholesale stuff too. And I flip, So I understand that, but with the creative stuff, there's a lot of different things that it's educating a lot more and it's a lot of follow up and, and, and communication than there is with the wholesale side. So I, I know you made a point earlier, like kind of sticking to your lane, right? And that's tough because there's a lot of shiny object syndromes, and I and I don't think like you should not end up learning the creative side, but you can't cut you can't cut off the hand that's feeding you, and that hand is what wholesaling right now or flipping. So yeah. if that's what you're really good at, focus on that, and then you know find someone that either can close the deals for you, come work with us, you know it's and and then still get you know paid for that, because otherwise yeah. those leads are going to waste. It's already money you're spending on marketing and systems and tools. And that's, you know, that all adds up. So no, why not get paid back on something that you're not able to close and uh, refill your marketing budget?
0: No, Absolutely. Makes complete sense. You're exactly right. We know in, in the program that we have, I mean, we have everyone. We have everything literally from people doing sub twos and create finance deals, people making 60 to 100 grand a month, people trying to do their first deal. And everyone's trying to level up, right? Everyone's on yep. their own journey, trying to do their own thing. And then when I twisted your arm and said, look, come in and, and do a session a week, which has been huge for me because uh, you know, people say to me, well, what are you doing? Me as a, as a business owner, and, and my vision was how do I get out, right? How do I make money in real estate without doing the negotiation anymore, right? And that's what I created on the wholesale side. And, and, and the problem was on the creative side is the deals that I did, I had to be the one doing it all the time right and i didn't like doing it i didn't want to do it anymore and and that's why i focused more on wholesaling because i could then be hands off i could outsource it a lot easier and then that's when obviously we would worked together on on deals before he came into the program on to do some virtual stuff and i was like you know when we kind of I wouldn't say I came up with it, but you were like, hey, maybe we should do something. We looked at it. I'd be like, yeah, this is perfect. So you work in the stuff within the leads that I'm generating. We do then stuff on our own that we generate. And then we've opened it up to clients and it's working well. And now we're going out to kind of people listening here to say, look, why are we doing this? It's not, I don't mind saying it. We want to do more deals, right? And we want you to do more deals. And why do I – I've never done a deal from – people think this is crazy. Maybe they don't. Maybe I'm smart. Maybe I'm not. I have never done a deal from start to finish on my own. Whether I've been on Dispo, whether I've been on Acquisition, whether I've been putting people together to do deals, I've always had all the people in the deal because I believe that if you can build a team, you can do more together than on your own, right? And that's what this is about. We are looking for people – that are not uh, small-minded, right? That have a, an abundance mindset, that want to do more deals together. Like our goal is to pay people for these deals, so they bring us more deals, right? And and, and making a win-win. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Our clients love it. So if you want interested guys in joining our group, you can. If you want the education and the knowledge, and you're listening to go actually, I want to get involved. We'll still work you on deals. And sometimes we even do more JVs and you get bigger splits doing that. You can go to reinetwork.com slash join. But if you're like, actually, I'm doing my thing. I'm rocking and rolling. I'm brand new. I might not have the money. I want to do some work and send some leads. You're going to go to reidealclosers.com. I'm going to put it up on the screen if you're watching us or if you're listening. It's reidealclosers.com. Go. It's pretty self-explanatory on there, right? Follow the stuff. Follow the, the thing to get the lead put in. We'll get on it. We'll be communicating, keeping you up up to speed. Yeah, it's going to be a, gonna be a game changer. Dustin,
1: please add to all of my ramble. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, When you go to the website, if you go to the FAQ section, uh, you know, the number one question I always get is, "When am I going to get paid, right? <laughs> so it, it's going to vary based on the situation. So just go to the FAQ section. We'll break it down on, depending on the situation and, um, it you know works. I mean, very competitive, obviously. But again, it's like, what else are you going to do with these leads? And hundred percent the people that send us stuff, they understand it, right? Like, yeah, stay in your and lane it, and don't let things go to waste.
0: Yeah, and if you do have a contract, guys, even on a wholesale or a creative deal, you have a contract, you're going to be able to get bigger spreads, right? Obviously, but if this is just a dead lead to you, okay, and you've just asked one simple question. Which is, would you do anything on terms? And they say, yeah, possibly tell me more, maybe anything, but no, get that lead over to us and then we will go and and work it. Okay. And, you know, even again, people that are in our group sometimes will get on the phone and
1: and work the deal with them to get it over the line. Yeah. I mean, like, huge. I mean, so we don't just do creative. I mean, we always will go for the cash offer, right? So, uh, and Fred in the group, there's, you know, they, had me work a bunch of their leads and I was the initial contact. I reached out to the to the leads. I mean they're as mailers so those are great leads to start working, right? But uh I reached out to them and one of them we have set up as a wholesale deal, right? So, you know, roughly they're going to get once we close, you know, about 18,000 bucks from it. So, which is crazy. That's just their their portion. That's their portion, 18,000 bucks. So, and they don't have to do anything with it. Right. So if you got marketing going out and you know, I I mean, I love if you got mailers going out, you got pay-per-click and you're not following up with those leads. You are throwing so much money away. So send me those leads and those, whatever, how just leads records, whatever you want to call them. And we'll, uh, and we'll contact them and get deals locked up. And we've also had people that, are already in negotiations with the seller and they just, they can't get to that closing part. Right. So they, I step in, they send it to me and we do a JV and we, uh, I get introduced as the underwriter or the transaction coordinator. And so it's a non-sales approach and I get the deal locked up at a cash price. So, and then those are quick, right? We, we dispo them and Another thing, and another thing you mentioned too is on the Dispo side. So you already got the deal locked up, but now you need help with Dispo. Between Gavin and I, we know a lot of people in the industry and all over the nation that can get these deals closed. So, yeah. And absolutely. I'm glad that
0: you you said all that because basically we're not a one trick pony, right? We can literally look at every situation. And, and obviously we have to have a guideline like, hey, go to the website. And this is like, if the lead is dead. Yeah. and it's you've done nothing with it this is what you know we're going to give you but if you've got other stuff going on as justin just said especially if you're doing ppc and direct mail right i mean we need to be having probably a side conversation by saying look like we might even be able to do like a strategy session or something and yeah. i haven't even talked to Dustin. i'm just thinking out loud here because you've got problems right you've got problems because you've got money to spend and you're not working them deals we got to change that. And, uh, and that's where, again, our group, you know, the culture that we're building within our AI network is brilliant. Our testimonial is great. People are doing deals. Like I said, Latrice and Fred ain't over the line yet. But if it is and they get an $18,000 check and they didn't have to do anything, I mean, that's huge for them. Huge. Yep. So, um, which, is, which is going to be amazing. So, really, really good stuff. I definitely want to roll through another deal, uh, Dustin. And again guys if you are a listening or you're watching go to our and this isn't this is not a website that is going to sell you into coaching okay let me just be very very clear you know I am a coach we have a coaching program I've already spoke about it I've already given you the link okay if you want to come on board we are meeting every single day no one else is doing this and it is a game changer but this that we're talking about right now is nothing to do with go to this website and you're going to sign up for coaching. That is not what this is. This is about actually doing deals and getting results. And uh we want to do more deals with you. So I just want to be super clear on that because I think people push, you know, I'm not here to ram coaching down and, and we don't take on everyone anyway, uh, you know, regarding the coaching side. So we just wanted to kind of offer this. So anyway, Let's talk about Dustin. Give another example. That one was great. What else have we got? Give us one more that we can kind of roll through and so people can digest what we're doing.
1: Yeah. So uh, here, here's another one a wholesaler brought me and this is actually a sub two transaction. So, and it depends, you know, I try and keep as many as possible, but obviously, I don't have unlimited funds. Yep. So I have to, like I said, cut up, don't cut off the hand that feeds you. So I'm going to wholesale or assign some of these. And we still, do, like I said, still do some wholesale stuff. But this was a sub two deal brought to me by uh, another wholesaler. And the seller, she had spoken to an agent. The house needed quite a bit of work. It needs probably about 20, 25,000. And my, I'm in escrow on this one right now. Uh, the tenants should be out today, actually. So we got I got a follow up after this, uh, this call. But um, so seller, again, moved out of state, has a rent rented this house. Uh, the tenant's been off and on with uh, making the mortgage payment or making the rent payment. Right. The, the house needs quite a bit of work. She had spoken to uh, uh, one or two different agents and, they, and pretty much what the value the agents were coming up with, the seller was going to have to come out of pocket to close this deal. Right? So her mortgage at was, well, now it's like 53,000 or 55,000 around the numbers. So say 55,000, right. Say right? And so where they were going to have to list it and, and pay after paying commissions and, and whatnot, she would have to come out of pocket. So she was ready to let this deal just go back to the bank, right? The, the other wholesaler that brought it to me, obviously can't do anything with it because can't get at a cheap enough price to wholesale it because she has a mortgage on it and she's not willing to go below the mortgage. So right. I, got, she got, I got on the phone with her and kind of explained, you know, look, mortgage was 55000 The payment was $720 or something like that. She was renting it out for like 800 or 850 or something like that. And, so, and then, the, like I said, the tenant was like off and on the payments, right? So she was frustrated with that. She had moved out of state. So at 720 and rents were really 850 to 900 still not enough to spread. Plus, I would have to put $20,000 into this to really get to the point where it needed to be. And I, I didn't want to do that. So again, we, I spoke with her. And I said, hey, look, we can take over making the payments. However, I'm not going to be the one that's going to do this. These numbers are just too tight for me. It doesn't make sense. I'm going to lose money. I can't put food on my table and and pay my employees. Right. So I told her exactly what we're going to do I say, Hey, look, we're going to go and find someone that's well qualified that deserves to be in a home and see if they want to take over at these terms. So the seller didn't want anything. She didn't want anything down. She just wanted to have the mortgage taken care of and, and not have to worry about 10 and not making the payments. Right. So I ensure, I said, look, the people that are gonna come into this that we're gonna place in here, they're not tenants, they are actually owners of the property, right? And they're gonna take care of the property and they're gonna treat it differently than a tenant, right? So we went out did the same thing, did found did some marketing. Uh, we found a buyer originally at $10,000 as an assignment fee, that buyer ended up getting cold feet and backing out. So then we settled with another buyer that is in the construction business, and so, perfect, you know, setup can do the own work, do the work themselves, and then have a little bit of equity after they put in the work, and take over the payments of the the seven hundred bucks. Uh, there's only fifteen years left. It was a fifteen year mortgage, so she had just refinanced, right? So in fifteen years, this owner, this buyer, is going to have it free and clear. And right, right. We, and then, so we collected seven thousand bucks. The wholesaler gets paid, and I get paid, right? It's deals like that all day long. I mean, again, a seller has to have motivation. Not everybody's going to say yes to seller financing. It's, it's not the secret sauce to everything. And not every seller is going to say yes. There still has to be some kind of motivation where it makes sense for them. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. But it's just, it's another tool that we use to close deals that don't make sense as a wholesale. No,
0: absolutely. No, absolutely. There's a couple of things though uh, to to talk about because You know, I was on a podcast or I was on a live the other day talking about, you know, sub twos and taking things over. And then, you know, I'm not one for personally. Uh, staying in the middle of the deal and assign it to somebody else when I've built the rapport But the difference is and, and I need people to understand this and pick up on it is that you're identifying Upfront this isn't going to work for me because people say from a legal standpoint. Well, hold on You're putting this deal together now. You're not staying in the middle You're assigning people that don't know what they're doing, right? Potentially, mm-hmm. but you are you're positioning it from the get-go to say This isn't going to work because here's why if you want me to help you out I can find this person for you you and then you're bringing them together so again that positioning is key because I think there's a lot of people out there that say me 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 I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that for you you're my point of contact then they end up selling the deal and assigning it when they're not the point of contact and you need to position that from an ethical standpoint up front to say look this person and, and for what you need is going to be able to solve that problem because I can't. I'm just going to help you solve your problem, but I'm not going to be the one staying in the middle. I just think it's important for people to understand that and that positioning of the way you've just spoke on that. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think obviously, honestly, being very upfront with the seller gets you very far, right? It's uh, and then if things do happen, they know, you know you know if things happen and they do right, but they're already aware it's not like a big surprise to them right so yeah. we let them know the risks we let them know what could possibly happen like so the buyer could stop making the payments and now you have to we have to go through eviction or a foreclosure process right yeah. so there there are risks and the same thing with the buyer hey buyer you know the bank could call this due there's issues with this stuff right yeah. but so it's it's just making everybody aware you can't hide the facts you can't hide the you know what could possibly happen because it it's going to come back and bite you so, um, and the other thing is like, I tell the seller and buyer, I'm not an agent. I am just here to ch- try and help you. I'm not acting as an agent. If, you know, worse comes to worse. Yes, we'll take this down ourselves. So yeah. I still stay at that point. But if you guys want the opportunity to have this, then I'm I'm more than glad to signing over my contract because mm-hmm. we do get the contract with the seller and then we just assign it with the yeah. over to the buyer. So.
0: And the cool thing is, if people are freaked out, because I'm not one for sub twos, right? As you know, right? I mean, I normally bring you in when it's sub two. But the cool thing is, is that when we're working people's deals, they're not on these contracts. So they're not going to have any kickback from anything, period. So, you know, people that are, you know, worried about that. Um, but again, I just wanted to show and 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 identify in that, that you have to, you know, we're we're doing it the right way. We're not giving the seller a load of fluff to get a deal, right? we're telling them the risk. But when you have a lady on that second deal that's going to throw it to the bank anyway, she has nothing to lose. Because the worst case is, if it all goes wrong, she throws it to the bank anyway, right? So the worst is only going to be back to where she started and she was going to do that, going to do the worst thing and give it away, give it back, right? So she's only going to be in that position, worst case anyway, and default on the loan and be foreclosed on herself. So she in that go, oh yeah, I'd rather give it a go. And if it pans out great, she's just saved a credit and saved everything that goes with that or she has to give back anyway. So really, she's got nothing to lose in that scenario.
1: Yep. Yeah, and so I mean, there's, there's so many different other possibilities and, and that's the great thing about creative uh, is as long as I, I tell sellers this all the time, as long as it's legal, it's ethical and we can agree upon it, we can yeah. do it, right? So if, if you're willing to work with me, you know, I can come up with a hundred different options or solutions that might work for you. So uh, let's, let's figure it out and just have an open conversation. You know, that's, that's how I approach it. Yes. There's things to say and things not to do to move the seller uh, along in the process, but just have an open conversation and, and trying to find out the best solution be of someone that's going to help them. Right. Yeah, so.
0: ab- absolutely. Solving problems is kind of what it, what it is about. And I think, as well, people get it wrong is they go into every deal and say, how much money can I make? How do I win from this deal? And it's just the wrong attitude. You have to go in and go, how do I solve this problem? And in order to solve that problem, you'll get paid anyway. So you getting paid is just going to be the given. If you can't solve that problem, you ain't going to get any money. And people go in going, I want to make 10 grand and that doesn't work. So you have to look at the problem at hand. You have to find out what the solution is and then you have to solve it. And if you can solve it, you get paid and we're here. To solve that problem for you, again by offering you this opportunity. If you've got deals, you've got leads, you want us to work, go to ReiDealClosers and we will be able to get hooked up.
1: Dustin, anything else before we finish? No, I mean, uh, I mean, if you do have questions, you can reach out. You'll see the email too. It's uh, info at ReiDealClosers com. If you go to the webpage, uh, you can. Contact us and uh, we'll get back to you. If you have a deal that is ready to go or some re- leads that you want to submit, again, just go to ARIA, deal closers, go to the form and put the information about the, the property and the seller and then uh, or just read the FAQ section first before that. So, but yeah, I mean, we're here to help. And this is really just to take care of, uh, you know, the the gaps in, your, in someone's business that they might necessarily feel comfortable with. Or know how to do and we just want to get the deals over the line and uh, and get you guys paid so and you made a point earlier too like we're problem solvers right we're problem solvers for a seller and we're problem sol- solvers for wholesalers and uh, investors flippers right we have yeah. lots of connections across the nation and we are going to figure out a way that's going to work for the both of us um i mean i can't tell you how many times when the best route was not to do something for with me for the seller, right? And so we refer them to an agent. But I'm a licensed broker, so we get a referral fee and then the uh, wholesaler still gets paid from that, right? Um,
0: Win-win's everywhere. Exactly. Well, look, awesome. Uh, Dustin, I appreciate you. I think this is really good. Um, I think we should do some more case studies on some more deals as well, because I think it's, if nothing else, it's great content for people to see how these deals actually come about and how they, they turn in from, again, someone giving their home away to then a deal that we can assign and make work, I think is, is huge. Um, so yeah, appreciate you, um, guys, if you are watching, remember our closers.com, check that out and give us a like and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, make sure you like, and subscribe same on YouTube, drop any comments as well. If you have comments and you have questions, you can put it on the episode. We'll be happy to uh, go on there and answer them as well. Dustin, appreciate you bud. And I will uh, talk to you soon. Thanks Gavin. Have a good one. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye.